Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Frank Cusimano is here with us on this Monday afternoon. Lo and behold, Mizzou did not get screwed on the bowl bid. Frank, I'm actually rather shocked. We prepared ourselves for moments like that. I guess it didn't have to happen this year. How are you? Yeah, in fact, you didn't get screwed. You also got the best possible opponent, I believe, Ohio State, second all-time in wins, and a team that's not going to come into this bowl game with all their star players. And you got the best location, the Cotton Bowl. From a uh, perspective of getting Missouri fans there, from a fertile recruiting fan base, and to playing in that big-time atmosphere at Jerry's World in Irving, Texas. I, I think it's just two for two. I got an email that said this thing sold out, at least the Mizzou allocation, so that's that's really good news for sure. Um, on, on the Ohio State front, so they have a bunch of kids that went into the transfer portal, a bunch of other kids that are going to go to the NFL might not play. Does that take the shine off of this game? Now, mind you, their third-string players might be even highly rated, higher rated than Mizzou's, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't buy it, and I heard it all morning. Uh, for the people who don't know it, Kyle McCord, their starting quarterback, who threw for 3,100 yards and 24 touchdowns, has entered the transfer portal, so he's out. And then Marvin Harrison Jr., who's going to be a top-five pick in the draft, is not going to play. I hear there's a possibility of three or four linemen, a couple of people in their secondary. But look, the bottom line is they recruit nothing but four stars or five stars. They're going to come out there with plenty of talent. And you think anybody's really going to look at the rosters like five years from now? The only thing that's going to matter is Mizzou beat Ohio State in the no, Cotton you're right. Bowl. You're right. That's big time. Well, we got to focus on that. We got to hope that we uh, we can actually achieve that. And this has been an amazing series or an amazing season. It would really be a nice exclamation point. So, how do you feel today, though? So, this is what I said earlier. I, if I was Florida State, if I'm a Florida State fan. I am pissed. I'm hurt. I'm angry. I just want to lash out. But as someone who's not a Florida State fan, I get it, right? Can you have both feelings right now? Absolutely. You have to have some type of empathy for Florida State fans because they did. They they had a perfect season in a Power 5 conference. But here's the thing. This is what you got to ask yourself. Is if the world depended on Alabama winning a football game or Florida State winning a football game, you take Alabama. And the same for Texas. I mean, all of a sudden, when Florida State lost their quarterback, on Saturday night, they turned into the University of Iowa. That was one pathetic offense, and it's not going to get any better because the starter's not coming back, although the number two guy's a little bit better. But 
Texas and Alabama are better as we speak in early December than Florida State. You know, on Friday, uh, Frank, you were here, and Sue, you might remember this, Jane, because her daughter, Jane Duker's daughter, goes to Alabama, actually works for the athletic department. Mm -hmm. She's on the field during these games. So when I was communicating with Fred on Saturday night after the game, uh, he said, roll tide, Jane will be unbearable. My response was, you misspelled the word is. (laughs) (laughs) well played all right so the chiefs last night look they were dinged up but it was a heck of a game you need an alabama miracle here mahomes gonna buy the time circle around look flip it up to the end zone kelsey down there what a contact you know, Frank, I love both these teams, so I was very conflicted, although kind of rooting for the Packers just because that victory gave them a window into the playoffs that they might not have had. Now they're surging a little bit, and the Chiefs, I think, are going to be just fine. They just um, have to get some people healthy. Yeah, and don't bury the lead here, too. That non-call, not on that play, but on the play three plays before, Terrible call. was an obvious pass interference, and that would have changed everything because Mahomes would have had the team in, you know, in the 12 or 14-yard line, they would have been in decent shape to score. But I, I tell you what, though, I just don't think – I know Mahomes proves everybody wrong. I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with those types of wide receivers. I mean, they are so bad at that position. Yeah, well, I think you're right about that. And then the Blues are in Vegas tonight. My good friend that lives out there is going to that game. I think they kind of have a back-to-back this week, don't they? They do. Then they come back here uh, the next day. Um, they'll play Wednesday in St. Louis. But this is a bad proposition for the Blues – I mean, they're 9-2-1 and one at home, the Golden Knights. And when you watch this game tonight, Mark, take a look at the size of the Golden Knights players. I looked at the roster. I, I think they only have one player under six foot, and all their defensemen are like 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", 6'6". I mean, this is a daunting task for the Blues tonight. They just got to make sure they don't get off to a bad start. I mean, the other night, in Arizona, the game was over after the first period, and that has happened far too often. I mean, the season hasn't been bad. They're still, if the playoffs started today, they'd be in the playoffs. But, man, these beginnings are terrible. Are we hearing anything at this point from the winter meetings? Any buzz, anything that you're picking up on? No. All I can say is I talked to a high-ranking Cardinal executive a couple of days ago because we debated about whether to go, and he said, it's kind of quiet now. I'm not going to tell you not to come. Things can happen. I wouldn't be surprised if they're laying some groundwork down. I don't think we're going to see anything blockbuster in the next couple of days in Nashville. All right. It seems like things have quieted down. We'll see what happens. You have a great week. Hopefully we'll get a couple of victories against Vegas, and we'll talk on Friday afternoon. Thank you, Frank. Sounds good, sir. Take care. All right. Take, actually, you know what? I might actually be in Vegas Friday afternoon, so I might Seriously? not speak with him. Well, my trip is kind of hanging on some uh, threads Threads here. We'll see mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. I'm supposed to see you, too, on Friday night out there at Sphere. So, and I, have I to, really and want you to see, go. Well, I do, too, but I, I got some things happening uh, at, at home that I have to deal with. But I'm also supposed to see the Golden Knights play next Sunday night, which mm-hmm. it could have timed out a little bit better because really they play have. tonight out there, but that's okay. I just see a hockey game out there. All right, coming up in the next hour, Jazz Shaw from HotAir.com will be here. He's always great on a variety of topics. Sue, later in the week, last week, there was some talk about some more UFO news from Washington, and you know, Jazz is kind of our UFO UFO aficionado, or aficionado, if you will, so he'll join us after the top of the hour with a bunch of different columns that are on Hot Air that will dazzle you. And then Frank Mealy, good friend from the um, Real Clear Politics family, wrote a book, of of course, called What Matters Most, God Country 
country, family and friends, and has written about Joe Biden and some of the things happening with the election. We'll get his thoughts on that. Frank is a pretty big Trump guy, and I don't think that anything that's happened here in the last um, you know month or so or month and a half will have changed his mind on the former president's attempt at another nomination. You know who got out today? Did you hear this? Nobody no. really cares. Uh, this guy, Doug Burgum. They were all wishing me well, uh, and I think I took them a little too literally when they said, go to Milwaukee and break a leg. So. <laughs> was all right. You know, there was nothing wrong with Doug. I don't know why he was running for president, but he got his name out there just a little bit. And then Chris Christie, who seemingly would be the next person to drop out, says, nope, not going anywhere. Why shouldn't DeSantis bow out when he was in the mid 30s in these polls that everybody wants to be, you know, slave to? Um, He was in the mid 30s back in the spring and now he's in the single digits. Why shouldn't he be the one to drop out? I was at zero. I'm now at 14 in New Hampshire. We seem to be going in opposite directions. I'm not so sure that's a, you know, an illegitimate point, but there is a lot of ground forces with uh, DeSantis in Iowa. He's been to apparently every county in Iowa. You've hit all 99 counties as of today here in the state. How do you feel? Well, it feels good. I mean, it's a lot of work, but I think it's important. One, you're showing people that you uh, expect to have to earn their vote, not entitled to the vote. We're going to go over the process and get a real feel for what's happening in Iowa ahead of the caucuses. We're just about a month out with our friend Joe Curtinitis, who's up there in Des Moines tomorrow afternoon at 325. A clear view of the roads from the Window World Traffic Center. Well, we've got some volume out there, but not a lot. If you are westbound on 6440, it's a slow go approaching Hampton out through McCausland. Then it's pretty slow at Lake St. Louis Boulevard, but it's eastbound that's jammed there. We've got an incident uh, reported near Lake St. Louis causing that delay. And then eastbound is slowing again at Big Bend. We've got some volume on southbound 55. Now, this extends in pockets. But it's 44 split down south of Weber Road. 70 westbound looks good. Really no delays there. And they cleared that earlier accident eastbound 270 approaching West Florissant. Traffic has thinned out through there and actually looks pretty good. This report brought to you by Jerry Kelly Heating and Air Conditioning. From the Window World Traffic Center, I'm Sue Thomas. It's 456 at 97.1 St. Louis's home for conservative talk. My best friend Jenny came over for coffee, said it's cold enough in here to play hockey. Well, my fern is broken, it's already late. Call Jerry Kelly, because they're open till 8. JerryKelly.com. They're fast and they're good, and they got it going on. Jerry Kelly. Morelli Tuck Pointing is here in St. Louis, and they've been here for three-plus decades, 31 years, and they could tuck point really anything. Completely solid houses and buildings. They can spot point with color match. They can do brick and stone repair, foundations repair, walkways, porches, patios, caulking, you name it. And they're family-owned and operated. I mentioned the experience. John and Cindy, their daughter Deanna, Deanna's husband, all part of the business right now. They're going to provide you as a consumer top-notch customer service. John will come out. You know, you call the office maybe and get John out there, 645-1387. They'll give you an estimate and get right to it if you accept that estimate. They can do residential and commercial projects. A ton of reviews up on the website. They really are the best here in St. Louis. So if you need help in this area, and it can be a little tricky, these could be big projects, go online to MorelliTuckPointing.com. Find out a little bit more about the company. You can see some pictures in the gallery of jobs that they've completed. There's reviews up there and contact forms as 
as well. And again, that number, 314-645-1387, Morelli Tuck Pointing. Make holiday magic this year with something beautiful and timeless from Diamonds Direct. A stunning eternity band, a pair of classic diamond stud earrings, something new and eye-catching from a world-class designer, or maybe you're looking for that perfect engagement ring or a fabulous timepiece. At Diamonds Direct, we have the perfect gifts for the season, starting at around $300. Come and let our experts help you pick out that headliner gift. Or for some fabulous ideas, see the online seasonal gift guide now at DiamondsDirect.com. You can even chat now with a virtual assistant for the ultimate convenience. Whether you connect online or in person, you're guaranteed to get the extraordinary value, ironclad warranties, and white glove service Diamonds Direct is known for. And to help make your purchase even more affordable, we've got special financing so you can spread out your payments. Get directions, details, special showroom hours, and our holiday gift guide now at DiamondsDirect.com. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Check off your shopping list with Cardinals Baseball. Five and ten game packs are on sale now and feature 2024's highest demand games and promotional giveaways. Choose from the opening day pack, bobblehead pack, Cubs pack, and more. New for 2024, check out the 10-game for the Lou pack, which includes lots of new STL theme promos. Give the gift that lasts all season, all baseball season. Cardinals ticket packs start at just $55 and are on sale now at cardinals.com holiday. A swing and a long one. Left field. Walker just gave the Cardinals the lead. Home run. This holiday season, give the gift of date nights, family time, and more with Cardinals tickets. 2024 all-inclusive tickets start at just $55 and feature a full buffet, complimentary bar, plus a great view of the game. Choose from the UMB Champions Club, Premium Legends Club, Proficient Red Jacket Club, National Car Rental Club, and more. Get your single game all-inclusive tickets now at cardinals.com slash holiday. Where the world, the country, and the community meet. 97.1 FM Talk. Right here, right now, every day. KFTK FM Florissant. From the Under Law Injury Lawyers, GetJim.com Studio, 97.1 FM Talk. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Israel ramping up their attacks. I'm Tom Graham. Fox News. Israeli forces now widening their airstrikes and ground assault. They're targeting Gaza's second largest city. Fox's Nate Foy. Intense bombing of the southern Gaza city of Han Yunus continues as an IDF general says operations in the northern Gaza Strip are nearing an end. IDF soldiers are going door to door clearing out Hamas terrorists. The IDF struck weapons storage facilities in two Hamas tunnel shafts located inside a school. Israeli fighter jets are also striking southern cities like Han Yunus. Many Palestinians who fled south last month will likely be forced to move again. The Biden administration says they've been urging Israel to warn civilians ahead of attacks. We've seen a much more targeted request for evacuations here where they, the Israeli defense forces have identified specific neighborhoods where they plan to conduct military operations. State Department spokesperson Matthew Miller, the White House pressuring Congress to pass a massive spending package aimed at keeping weapons and military assistance flowing to Ukraine as well as Israel. A vote against the more than $100 billion emergency funding bill from President Biden will hurt Ukraine and help Russia. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan warns. I believe that any member of Congress who does not support funding for Ukraine is voting for an outcome that will make it easier for Putin to prevail. Talks over a funding package that boosted to Ukraine, Israel and Taiwan are stalled. 
over immigration and border provisions sought by Republicans. House Republicans passed a standalone aid package for Israel rejected by Senate Democrats because it was tied to spending cuts for the IRS. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. The Treasury Department announcing a new strike force aimed at fighting fentanyl trafficking. This comes as the U.S. and China ramp up efforts to stop the movement of drug-making chemicals flowing in to the U.S. of the southern border. America is listening to Fox News. Hey, St. Louis, brace yourself for the ultimate holiday deal with Consumer Cellular. Snag an incredible 50% off the Iris Flip when you buy before December 17th, making it only $34.50. The Iris Flip is all the phone and camera you need with a user-friendly design. The perfect flip phone companion. Plus, you'll get nationwide coverage and always free activation. Don't miss out. Head to one of our four retail locations in your area and seize this deal this holiday season. Did you know you can get your prescriptions for less at your local pharmacy? You can with GoodRx. It's the free app that can save you money on your medications. Just search for your prescription, choose the pharmacy and the price that works best for you, and then show your GoodRx coupon to your pharmacist at the drop-off counter. GoodRx works at over 70,000 pharmacies, including Walmart, Rite Aid, and Walgreens, and it works whether you have insurance or not. It's easy to save. Next time you drop off your prescription, check GoodRx. To start saving today, go to GoodRx.com. GoodRx is not insurance. Air Comfort Service, heating, cooling, and insulation, weather. Chief Meteorologist Dave Murray. Clouds will be dominating for any evening plans with temperatures dropping through the 40s. Overnight, clouds, a little spotty rain, almost towards morning, going down to 35. Tuesday, a mix of clouds and sunshine, chilly, with some gusty winds around much of the day. 48 for the high, but dropping through the 40s during the afternoon, down to 28 Tuesday night and Wednesday. Sunny and chilly, 48, much warmer Thursday and Friday. This is 97.1 FM Talk. Chief Meteorologist Dave Murray. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. This holiday season, invest in some LED Christmas lights. They use significantly less energy than regular bulbs. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Mark Cox here. Join me next spring on a beautiful trip to Italy. This is going to be great. We're going to fly into Rome. We are going to get on a bus and travel south to the Abbey of Monte Cassino. Maybe Italy's best kept secret. It looks like something out of a picture book. We'll visit Puglia. We'll go to Caserta. We're going to spend several days in Sorrento. You'll have an opportunity to visit the ruins in Pompeii and then Positano, which is on the Amalfi Coast and absolutely one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. I can tell you, my wife and I have been there and we can't wait to go back. You can even take a high-speed jet foil over to the Isle of Capri, which has some tremendous historic Roman ruins on it that you can visit while you're there. Fifty-three sixty-seven a person. That includes your airfare from the St. Louis area. Call them toll-free at 888-733-9494. That's 888-733-9494. Or conservativetours.com. Hey, we have Jazz Shaw from hotair.com coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Let me guide you into the Good Feet store. If you have foot pain, if you live with someone who has foot pain, you're tired of them complaining about it. But most importantly, if it's you and you just haven't done anything about it, or maybe you have tried some things and they failed. You put the Dr. Scholl's in, has it worked? You still have foot pain, whether it's plantar fasciitis, so you have a, a nail that's going through your heel, or some of the pain goes into your knee, your back. 
and it's just something you don't want to deal with. Well, you can live in a life of comfort if you take a step into the good feed store. And I always like to mention that they are absolutely skeptical. Um, they, In fact, they're not skeptical. They know that you're skeptical. If you go online to goodfeedstlewis.com, you can read some reviews, and you'll see a little consistency there with people saying, oh, I've, I've heard all the hype about the good feed store products. I had to see if it was true. Yes, it is true, and I can guarantee you that it is as well because I've worn these supports for nine years now. Got them upgraded again just a couple of years ago. They're open seven days a week. They'd love to see you. I always like to offer you a little hint here. There's a coupon if you go online and start the process that way. You can even make an appointment from the website, goodfeedstlewis.com, or just swing into one of those two locations. They're in Shiloh, Illinois, across from Deerberg's, and in Creve Coron Olive in the plaza with Subway. Make an appointment or just step in to the Good Feet store today. Hey, guys, Glover here for my friends Mark and Neil Gelman from the Gel- team of eXp Realty. Selling your home, every situation is unique. Find the best options that are right for you from the real estate team who offer more options. My friends Mark and Neil Gelman, check out the only agents that I trust at thegelmanteam.com. Hi, Thomas Helbig here with the Retirement Advisory Group. Hi, I'm Bob Kershaw. As a family business, we'd like to wish all of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We grew up right here in St. Louis, part of a large family, and that's what makes the holidays so special. The things we hold in our hearts, not in our hands. It's the people, family, friends, and the personal relationships that grow stronger with the passing of time. In the past 37 years, we have become part of many lasting relationships, and we have made a lot of friends in and around St. Louis, and that just can't be taken away. So as we turn the page and put yet another year in the books, let's remember to be good to one another. And for those of you who may have lost loved ones, our hearts go out to you. Here's hoping next year will bring even more joy and blessings to all of you. And remember the important things to be thankful for. So once again, from all of us at the Retirement Advisory Group, and from our family to your family, we'd like to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Conservatives Care, supporting SSM Health Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. Join us by attending the Give Back Trivia Night on January 5th. Hosted by Mark Reardon. Or donate at 971talk.com slash events. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. Sue just shared a fantastic uh, picture. Anna, who does a lot of our digital work here with the videos, etc. She was at the Kill Me Christmas again on Friday, event rather, on Friday night. Took some great pictures. We all were trying to take some with our iPhones and... They didn't turn out nearly (laughs) as well as Anna's pictures. And we do have a really good one with Abby, with Fred, you, and I. We all are dressed relatively fancy. I just tweeted that one out, at Mark Reardon KFTK. So if you'd like to see, because this was part of the... uh, Part of the fascination of the crew that was there on Friday night. Many of those listeners had seen us before. They knew what we looked like. But you always have a pretty good group of people who are like, I didn't know what Sue looked like. Or I didn't know what Fred looked like. Or et cetera. So if you're not one of the eight people that watches on YouTube (laughs) or on X, you might not know why we're in radio and not television. Although that's just for me, not for Sue. Oh, no. It's all of us. The pictures. Do we have, do you know, maybe, maybe I should know this as someone who works at the station. Do we have any kind of collection that's up there of all the shots? That are online? Yeah, you it, look. Check your email. No, but I mean like something that people can link to. Oh no, I'd I, have to. I'd have to arrange question. that myself, right? Yeah, I okay. think so. All I'm right. sorry about that. Well, we mentioned this at the beginning of the show, and if you weren't with us, it was just an absolutely amazing event. Brian was awesome. He stayed to the very end. Um, you got your book signed if you were there. The food was great. We were aware that there were a couple of hiccups where the audio in the back of the room wasn't spectacular. We're going to work on that for future events. Uh, my guess is we'll have a, another visit from Mr. Kilmeade. He's better get churning on another book, don't you think? 
Yeah, I think so. Come on. Because these have been very successful, exactly, the last couple of years. Jazz Shaw, back with us this afternoon, our good friend from HotAir.com. Happy Monday, Jazz. How are you this afternoon? Doing good, Brian. How are you? Uh, well, it can be expected under the circumstances. Yeah. You know. Well, I one of the reasons I wanted to get you on here this afternoon is because I heard last week something, and this was kind of in passing, so maybe you can kind of flesh this out for us, something more about UFOs that was revealed. Was there new UFO news because you're a UFO expert here on the Mark Reardon Show? Uh, there's been a bunch of new stuff, yeah. Um, a lot of progress in Congress, uh, trying to get, uh, the whole issue moved forward with the Chuck Schumer amendment and uh, the work being done by some other people trying to get more disclosure. And we learned on Black Friday, on Black Friday Shopping Day, yeah. uh, that there are a couple senior Republican leaders who are trying to get the whole thing shut down. They want the Schumer amendment canceled or at least extremely modified. They do not want this information coming out. And there's a lot of pressure going on right now really? to make sure that doesn't happen. Okay, so what is, yeah. what is the Schumer, remind me, what does the Schumer Amendment do? What does that do, actually? Uh, the Schumer Amendment uh, is the longer version of the House Amendment that would require that any information that the government currently holds uh, regarding unidentified anomalous phenomena um, including recent revelations that the CIA has had a program going where they've been recovering UFOs, let's just say it, um, potentially alien biologics and things like that, that those be turned over to the government under uh, government prisons for being able to get that information, and that all the current existing information they have, videos, photos, uh, that we've heard so much about, um, that those all be reviewed for disclosure by an independent panel, and if there's no reasonable reason to withhold that from the public, that those be released. And it has broad bipartisan support in both parties. And But we have some very senior Republicans who are coming up now and going, no, we got to scrap this. And it, it's coming from some people who take the largest amount of their political contributions from Lockheed Martin and the defense and industrial ah, complex. All right. And they are fighting this tooth and claw. Doesn't this offer, like, if you're going to shut this down after the ability or the willingness to kind of open up more information to people, isn't that going to mean more conspiracy theories? Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, we, we've had these conspiracy theories since the 40s. You know, people have been talking about this and wondering about this forever, and now it's coming out, and there's very highly placed people in the government and some in the military and ex-military are going, no, this is all real. Um, they've got this stuff. We've seen it in person. you know." And so Congress has got a bunch of people coming up and going, all right, well, let's get this out there and see what we've got. You know, it, it might, might be alien, might, might be secret Russian stuff, might be our stuff, which seems kind of implausible to me for personal <laughs> yeah, reasons. Right. But, um, but, but it's like, let's get it out there. And it... And Joe Biden was on board with it. He's like, yeah, we, we can go along with that. And now suddenly we have the Republican leadership coming up and going, uh, no, no, we can't do that. We, we, we shouldn't do that. And it's, it's depressing. And I, I think we live in an era right now where trust in the government, trust in our main institutions has sagged so much. And there are a lot of people who are really interested in this topic, whether you 
believe it's one thing or the other or nothing at all. You know, that the, yeah, they'd like to have answers. And and seeing, you know, leaders, they're doing a good job in many other areas, stepping up and going, no, we better pump the brakes on this. I, I, I just think it deflates everybody's enthusiasm. Yeah, I think you're and, and right faith. about that. Absolutely. Jazz Shaw from hotair.com. Right, you always write about great stories that I want to ask you about. And then typically what happens is you're off the air, and then I look at the site again, and I realize that you wrote about something that I wanted to talk to you about that I didn't ask about. So this morning or this afternoon, I looked online. You have a posting from this afternoon about how, I think it was last year, right? We were talking about a triple-demic because you had the flu and COVID and RSV. They're not using that phrase anymore, are they, or that word? No, it's a syndemic now. What's that? Um, I, I, yeah, I had to go look that up, too. I, I think it's a word they just made up pretty recently. But it, I, it existed kind of previously. It's like when there are two or more negative health effects uh, that impact each other negatively going on at the same time. So last winter we had RSV. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. I think we lost him there. He just went away. Mm. Hang on. We'll see if he comes back. Because it wasn't your typical... Uh, right. Yeah, it, it usually was, makes a different noise. It, it was just, just went weird. dead it just quiet. So, Jazz, if you can hear us, we cannot hear you. Is that yeah. paying attention out there? That was just weird. It just kind of went away. And it didn't even sound like one of those signal things that you usually have when you're driving or something like that. Hold on. She's looking. She said <laughs> she's picking up the line. Well, maybe yeah. he just hit mute. Um, and didn't realize it, which is a be. possibility. That's the weirdest thing. Now, Sue, as you know, we've had technical difficulties here uh, at 97.1 FM Talk for a while, so I'm not sure if that's related. We're going to get him back on the um, on the line here, and we'll see if we can hook him back up. Basically, what we were talking about is there, there now is, and this is from his piece, COVID will likely reach levels in December not yet seen this year. You know what I need for that? Let me, let me redo that line. COVID will likely reach levels in December not yet seen this year. Yeah. Combining with surges of the flu, RSV, and other pathogens for a winter not so different from last year's triple-demic. Basically, I think what this story says is people are going to get sick because it's winter and you're indoors. And if you don't have a, a completely healthy immune system, you might get a fever and you might get the sniffles and you might get a little sick, right? But I don't think anything that's that devastating. So last week, I was just curious. I think I talked about this on the air. I went to the numbers at the CDC because you know you can trust the CDC. And I thought, where are we with COVID right now? We're not really hearing a lot of scare tactics in the mainstream media. And the bottom line is the numbers were very, very flat. Hospitalizations, I think, ticked up just a little bit in the last couple of weeks, but nothing compared to what you expected that they might be like, especially considering where we were in August. Because if you go back to August, the LA Times and the Washington Post and the New York Times were all writing about how there were big surges coming and they were trying to scare people. They were talking to people about wearing masks again. And that just died. Nothing ever happened. Yeah, some people got sick. I think we've all... Have you known anyone in your life, this is anecdotal, if you will, but in the last two weeks, I've had two people that have told me, um, friends, acquaintances, that they've kind of had COVID in the household. No, uh-uh. okay. not for mine. And that was the first time I had heard that anyone had had COVID in a long, long time, actually. So I'm not exactly sure what that means, but his point that he was going to make before he completely cut off, and I guess we can't get him back on the line, is they're they're trying to use this term now, syndemic, right? Oh, it's, yeah. What? Are, spell that for me. Okay, so Raj Ranjaharian, I can't even pronounce he's the assistant dean of research and associate professor at the New York Institute of Technology in, um, why the hell is that in Arkansas? Help me out with that. It's the New York, this is how it's... Uh, written the new york institute of technology campus in jonesboro arkansas 
told Fortune magazine that the U.S. is a sitting duck in the face of a syndemic winter. It's S-Y-N-D-E-M-I-C. It's a term he prefers to triple-demic as it acknowledged the impact of more than three pathogens on the healthcare system and the need for policies to address the phenomenon in addition to medical interventions. Ah, so what Jazz wrote this, and I'm going to have to share this with you because apparently his phone completely died. We had the triple-demic, which was covid the flu, and RSV. Now, one of the questions you should ask yourself, did you notice? Was that something that stood out last year, Sue? Mm. No. 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 Now, maybe some people got sick, or maybe some people got real sick, but it wasn't anything that was dominating our discussion, whether it was socially with our friends or here in the media, right? So now we have a syndemic, and they're telling people you should be scared, you should be very scared, because this is going to be something that's going to knock people down. I think where we're at, in this country, probably in a lot of other countries. That's another thing that's interesting. You never hear about COVID anywhere else, right? I mean, here's something else I will notice. I don't have the soundbite handy, but remember, a bunch of us were talking when, when this all happened. If you go into the summer of 2020, I started doing you know, quite a bit of research on pandemics, and we were all talking about what happened in 1918, right? And Trump makes this comment about how it's all going to go away. Do you remember that? It's just going to dis. He was mocked. He was mocked widely. But if you yeah. go back to the Spanish flu, that's essentially kind of what happened. I mean, it happened in the form that I don't think that ever went away, right? This is never going to go away, we're told. People are going to continue to get COVID, but it's morphed into this um, very non deadly form of a virus at this point, at least predominantly non deadly. Jazz, are you there? I think we got you back. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, man. I don't know. Uh, sorry. I think, we kinda, I think I took care of that, that story. I was basically saying it there. Let me see if I bottom lined it here. The guy that was quoted in that story from the New York Institute of Technology basically is trying to throw a bunch of scare tactics at us again. I mean, last year wasn't anything different than most winners. Some people got sick. Some people didn't. Here we are again. Same difference. Nothing to be worried about. But they're trying to scare the hell out of people again using terms like syndemic. It's the flu season. And the flu season has now expanded. It has RSV, which we've had for a few years, and now we have COVID. And but has anybody? I went and checked. Has anybody noticed that there's been a huge wipeout of people like we had in the 1918 Spanish flu thing? I mean, it it just hasn't happened, man. Right. You know, it, it, it's like, and I'm not trying to make light of this. Older people who have weakened immune systems. Um, there are other populations every winter you have people, you know, that are affected by that, but the, the, the pandemic that we went through with COVID, it never came anywhere near 1918, not even remotely close and it's not close now. So I, yeah, they're, they're coming out with all these new terms and they want everybody to be really frightened and, and a lot of people start buying it, I think. And Did you hear what I said about I Trump? got a flu shot. Remember when Trump said the whole thing was going to go away and, and he was mocked by that? But if you looked at what happened with the Spanish flu, I mean, it was around for a couple of years. And then, you know, it sort of morphed into something that wasn't as deadly. That's basically what happened here. Well, yeah. And there's a longer history of that. And, and he definitely was. Well, I think we lost him again. <laughs> I think we might have to give up. 
Abby, I think we're going to give up. He's got some kind of phone issue there. Yeah, he must. That's going on. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with that, but that's all right. We're getting close to the time anyway. It's always something, Sue. It's always something yes, with technology, is. especially here at 97.1 FM Talk. We'll take a break. I got Frank Mealy on deck. I still have an audio cut of the day to get to before the end of the hour. Don't forget, tomorrow afternoon, 325, we'll go up to Iowa. Des Moines, Joel Curtinitis, who's her great correspondent up there, kind of breaking down the latest in advance of the Iowa caucuses, which are just now more than about five weeks away. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, we have uh, continuing issues with technology, and hopefully Frank Mealy, my next guest, will be able to jump on the line here, but apparently we're having some dialing issues. I did want to kind of preview some of the things I'm going to talk with Frank about with this soundbite. This is Hillary Vaughn with some members on the Hill who are Democrats talking about Biden in 20. 20- 24 and whether or not he's going to, you know, be across the finish line. Now, I'm guessing this is one of those things where it's just everyone's got the right talking points and they don't want to stray from the, you know, the manuscript. We're not going to have plan B. It's all plan A. It's going to be Joe Biden. Uh, This is all palace intrigue. And you don't think that there's a risk to putting all your eggs in one basket? No. He's our president. He's our nominee. Uh, Anytime you have a nominee, no party has a plan B. I mean, that he's the president. I fully expect him uh, to be our nominee and to win. But he's also the oldest president ever. Did Ronald Reagan, when he was the oldest president ever, have a plan B? I mean, I, I just don't think that's how elections happen. Well, I think that the Reagan comparison is um, interesting because I think if, if so, look, here, here's what I would say about that. Now, I'd have to think back to 1984. I think things got a lot worse for Ronald Reagan, you know, after 1986. The last couple of years of his first term were, um, were not as, you, you know, stellar as the first few from a health perspective. And I think that the signs of aging were there. And so this was a long time ago. And I guess my point is the media wasn't anything like it is today. If you had social media, if you had the intensity of the media around the White House that you do with Joe Biden, where you can see all these moments where a lot of the moments that probably have happened in the past with public figures, even presidents and kings and queens, you haven't caught those on social media or on iPhones, right? Well, you've seen this guy slobbering and and stumbling and doing all this other stuff. So I don't think that the Reagan comparison there is very helpful uh, it's hard for me to think that they don't have some sort of thing in the back of their mind saying, hey, what are we going to do I here? Agree. Right. But everybody keeps saying that in the end, I think in the end, there's no real path here unless you have something at the, um, you know, at the convention with uh, what's her name, Michelle Obama. And I don't think that's going to happen. You know who's put the, put the uh, kibosh on that pretty mm. emphatically is Sean Spicer whenever he's on. Because you're in this period right now where you're going to get a lot of people talking about different scenarios. And I've been one of those people in the past this year, but I don't think there is a scenario. I just don't think there's a scenario outside of Trump and Biden at this point. It would have to be some sort of Hail Mary 
miracle, or they'd have to hand it over to, to Kamala. And I don't well, see that happening that either. that cannot happen. It just can't happen. No. Um, before I get Frank on the line, we're having some big issues, Sue, so I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get a guest on the rest of the hour. But I've talked a lot about what's happening in classrooms across the country from a student loss of learning perspective. We're learning more and more information seemingly every week, every month about what happened during the pandemic, how these kids are affected, how they're probably not going to catch up. The other part of that equation is teachers and teachers not wanting to come back to work because they've had enough. So here's a story today that says dozens, this is in Washington, D.C., but I think it really pretty much applies everywhere. Dozens of D.C. teachers are sounding the alarm as many of their colleagues continue to leave the classroom, a trend reflected in data that shows teacher turnover after dipping during the pandemic has spiked again. So you listen to these numbers here. One in four teachers left their schools between 21 and 22 Ooh. and 22 and 23. One in four, that's 20 percent, right? 25 percent. The same rate that they were leaving three years prior. Charter schools are feeling these trends the hardest. Officials reporting that 62% of teachers remained at their schools. In uh, D.C.'s traditional public schools, 78% of teachers stayed. So charter schools are, um, are losing more than, I guess, traditional schools. But what are they citing? Burnout, frustrations with the central office, um, not enough money. It's got to be a stressful thing. I can't even imagine. So where does that leave us? If you combine the loss of learning, the struggles that these kids are having at every grade, and, and really, oh, for sure. I think you can also say it crosses socioeconomic lines. There's no doubt that those kids that are impoverished are going to get hit harder. But you combine that with teachers quitting, experienced teachers, right? Yeah, that's the hard I, hit. Where does that leave us? Mm. Not in a good spot. No, I don't think it does either. All right, I think we got Frank Mealy back on the line here. Frank, are you there? Testing, testing, one, <laughs> two, three. I am there. How are you? Sorry, we've had some we've had some challenges here with technology in the latter part of the show, so I apologize for that. Frank yeah. is the uh, retired editor of the Daily Interlake in Montana. He writes for Real Clear Politics. Of course, has also written a book called What Matters Most: God, Country, Family, and Friends. Now, you wrote a piece about the Potemkin presidency of Joe Biden. I think you're going to have to dumb that one down and explain it not only to the post, but also to the or to the host rather, but also to the audience here this afternoon. I kind of know what you're getting at here, but explain explain the theme, Frank, if you. Yeah, okay, for sure. Oh, well, the column came about because two things happened in close proximity about two weeks ago. One, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom in California decided to clean up San Francisco prior to the visit of Xi Jinping for a summit. And he basically admitted, I'm just doing it because Xi Jinping is coming and it's just going to make me look good. And about the same time, Jonathan Lemire on Morning Joe said, and I, I quoted it, Biden's first two years in office were extraordinarily successful. And for some reason, I'm, I'm like, oh, I can't see the success any <laughs> more it? than I help me. Where yeah, right. is it? If Gavin Newsom hadn't cleaned up the illegal immigrants, the poop, the drug addicts, you know, that's about where I would be with the Biden administration, just a complete, you know, junk mess. And instead, we get these left wing media sources continuously telling us how successful Joe Biden has been. And it's driving me crazy. So I decided to write a column about it. And the Potemkin presidency is based on the Potemkin village idea that Back during the days of the Empress Catherine in Russia, one of her many 
advisors that happened to be a lover of hers, Potemkin, decided it would be a good idea since he had been telling Catherine all along about how well things were going in these new territories they'd obtained, that he would create these fake villages where the villagers would enthusiastically wave to Catherine as she sailed down the river. And, you know, there would be these fake houses and everything would look wonderful, but it was all fake. And so the Potemkin president, Joe Biden, is based on the same idea that the left wing media has built up this facade of success and, you know, almost some sort of godlike, you know, aura that exudes from Biden. There's no way he could lose the presidency because he's just so good. And that's where it goes from there. Yeah, but Frank, I think you're being extremely unfair here. I think that they all apply the very same standards to Trump and DeSantis and the rest of the Republicans that they do to uh, to this president, to Gavin Newsom. How dare you say that about our legacy media? <laughs> you got me there. I, I hadn't thought of that angle. Well, and you know, I think your part of your point is here. This is going to continue into election year, right? And I, I was kind of stunned even reading through the column because you've had organizations and media publications out there that have declared Vox, for example, said that Biden's presidency had an exceptionally productive first few years. I'm not sure where, but that's what they said. Atlantic said it was only among the most productive of any president in the past half century. You've got a president that has let millions of people just let's just take the border, just that issue in and of itself. You've got someone appointed to the border who's never really been there in the vice president. You've got the president doesn't care about it. You have cities all across the country, Chicago, New York, big urban areas that reject the Biden administration's policy on the border because they're being overrun. Where did those little nuggets fall into all this narrative? Frank? I mean, that's why it drives me crazy, because any sane, you know, honest person viewing what's going on would be like, oh, we've got a crisis. We've got an emergency and nobody's lifting a finger to do anything about it. And yet, you know, and I, I got this one quote at the end of the story that I think sums it all up. Jonathan Friedland, columnist for The Guardian, says the bigger story is that he has his has been a truly consequential presidency, even a transformational one. In less than three years, he's built a record that should unify U.S. progressives, including those on the radical left, and devise an economic model to inspire social democratic parties the world over. In other words, the left-wing media is really happy because Biden is turning us into Venezuela. Well, at least he was honest. Mr. Friedland was honest with his assessment there, right? (laughs) But here's what's interesting. You know, and I I don't know how this plays into a strategy for next year, but even on the uh, the topic of Bidenomics, it's interesting because if you go to the websites, they'll still use Bidenomics. But the president, his administration, and, you know, the flax, they've stopped using that term, Bidenomics, which tells me that, well, maybe it tested pretty well in the polls when they thought about using it, and now it's not playing so well in the polls and they're backing off of it. But the, the American people are on to this president. Look at the polling with Hispanics. Look at the polling with blacks right now. They don't support right. this guy at all. I mean, his numbers are worse than I think any Democrat strategist or anybody could have ever thought of at this point, especially when it comes to facing Trump where he's getting smoked. Yeah, well, he's, he's behind in the polls to Trump, but for whatever reason, they're holding on to this idea that I beat him once so I can beat him again. And that, you know, that little thin reed is what they're building their 
their boat of uh, victory on. It's uh, it's 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 kind of puzzling. I mean, the the accomplishments that they do cite included what I put in the column, those big, big spending packages that they pushed through in the first two years, the infrastructure bill, the COVID, you know, rescue plan, and all of that spending is, uh, A, what's causing inflation, and it caused it to jump. Now it's back down a little bit, but it's still way too high. And so the spending that they did hurt middle class and poor American families. And who did it help? It helps a bunch of left-wing non-governmental organizations and corporate donor class people who we will never feel any benefit from that. It's only that small, narrow, special interest that gets anything out of it. Now, Frank, you're a big Trump supporter. I'm just curious. Did you watch the debate with Newsom and... um disanctimonious last week on hand or not i only watched about the last half hour I, I didn't want to get sucked into it too badly but i mean they're both they're both they're both pretty uh, adept on their feet I, th- I thought the parts that i watched uh they they were both pretty successful obviously desantis has you know a better story to tell uh, well, all but, the facts are on his side, but sometimes, as we know, that doesn't matter because they're going to, you know, allow that sharp tongue that Gavin Newsom has to kind of rule the day. And I think that's what happened to a certain extent. But in the end, the question that I think I've asked several pundits and I think I know the answer, maybe rhetorical here, does it even matter? I mean, the way that we're kind of barnstorming toward Iowa, where it doesn't look like anyone else is going to have an impact anyway. I mean, yeah, Haley's surging a little bit. DeSantis is surging a little bit. We know that they're meeting in garages and everyone's going to have to kind of get together on who they're going to throw support behind. But there is no indication six weeks out that anything is going to happen other than Trump winning big. Yeah, I got to agree. And if there was anything happening at the grassroots level, we would be seeing it on TV. If if there was anybody who had a rally anywhere near what Trump can get, they would be playing it nonstop. Nikki Haley greeted by 10,000 Iowans. It's it's just not going to happen. And again, those are Potemkin candidacies. They're, they're not really there. I know, you know, uh, we're going to see this debate this week. I think we may be down to just DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Uh, if Chris Christie has been saying he made it, but we'll find out either today or tomorrow. Um, yeah, I think we're supposed to find out in Christie tonight. Here's what he says, by the way. Why shouldn't DeSantis bow out when he was in the mid-30s in these polls that everybody wants to be, you know, slave to? Yeah. Um, he was in the mid-30s back in the spring, and now he's in the single digits. Why shouldn't he be the one to drop out? I was at zero. I'm now at 14 in New Hampshire. We seem to be going in opposite yeah, directions. I mean, it's hard to argue about against all that. No, I, mean, I think good. the bottom line is they should all drop out, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, the Vivek... I like him. He's down to 4%. He's got nothing. Nikki Haley is going up. She, but everybody knows she's basically a corporate shell. So she's not really – she's in the wrong party. She should be a Democrat. So, so but you you say that they're kind of – you know, and it does seem like they think that their guy can beat Trump again. Do you hold no concern – and I know where the country is right now a year before Election Day on some of these issues – but do you not have any concern that Trump – is still someone that has some electability issues, especially when you look at some of these states that matter in the suburbs with educated voters. However you want to break it down, Frank, you know the polling on Trump is not always rosy, right? So do you not have uh, any absolutely. concerns about that? 
I got I got a lot of concerns. I mean, the the fact of the matter is, it's going to be a huge uphill battle. He's got the entire media against him. He's going to be in court, you know, for at least 40, 50 percent of the time he should be campaigning. Um, he probably will get convicted on something. And then, you know, the, the Democrats are going to, you know, oh, and the, the thing they're doing now on the TV with the whole, oh, Trump said that, you know, his opponents are vermin and Hitler said vermin once. So that means Hitler, Hitler has, you know, been reborn in, in with orange hair. And where do they come up with this? I mean, we no longer can use the word vermin. And the thing he said was that the vermin who are trying to destroy the country need to be stopped. Now, nobody has stepped forward and said, well, I, I'm one of the vermin who's destroying the country. And, you know, I take objection to that. <laughs> no, they just take it and they say, well, Trump's enemies are the whole thing with the he's going to he's going to execute Millie. And they just come up with this because he pointed out that treason is punishable by death. And I don't think anybody thinks that Trump is going to just march up to Millie with a Glock and put a gun to his head and shoot him. You know, even if he thought that he that he was guilty of well, treason. they like to yeah, they like to stretch those scenarios. And you even had we played this last week. Our um, former senator Claire McCaskill, who has become extremely embarrassing, compared Trump to Hitler and said that Hitler's probably not even as bad. Then you have Carville today saying this about Mike Johnson. Exactly right, Mike Johnson and what he believes is one of the greatest threats we have today to the United States. When I, I promise you, I... Hang on, it gets worse. ...these people. Well, you're talking about Christian nationalism. That's absolutely. Talking about this, it is, this is, a, this is a, a bigger threat than al-Qaeda. Can you believe that? Had you heard that bite, Frank? It's a bigger threat. Mike yeah. Johnson is a bigger threat than al-Qaeda. How about that? There's some credibility <laughs> yeah, I, for you. I heard it. Uh, I mean, Carville is known for his uh, hyperbole, but even for him, that's a totally unacceptable <laughs> but I, I wonder what he's what his wife is doing off in louisiana <laughs> she she used to be the voice of reason yeah, we talking, don't hear much from her anymore. Down. I, I can't even remember are they still together they finally go splitsville <laughs> i don't know frank mealy always great to have you on i'm sorry we had some technical difficulties we did hook up finally we have a great week we'll talk soon frank thanks a lot right. audio cut of the day coming up we had a great time with Killmead on friday night in fact i just blasted out a picture I, I don't think i was supposed to sue shared the picture with me so i'm going to throw her under the bus but anna who does our digital work anna bowman took some great pictures of us the other night and despite the efforts that we make with our phones which are pretty good yeah. when she shoots with that you know professional camera it just looks great so we clipped one and we took the shot of our show, which includes Sue and Fred and Abby and me, and I put that out on the Twitter. And then we noticed on the uh, email from Anna, it said, hey, don't share these with anyone yet because I'm going to do <laughs> But apparently the other shows they messed did it up too. too. So, okay, Anna, good. we are so sorry. Sue, I'm going to be at a trivia night on the 5th of January at the Moolah Shrine Center. This is Oh, for, that's a cool place Yeah, for SSM it. Health, Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. It is the um, time of year that we raise a bunch of money, the Tree of Hope campaign going on right now. But we would love you, if you're a trivia person, and the tables are um, for 10 people for $200. The proceeds go to making a positive impact here at SSM, SSM Health, Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. So if you'd like to help out, or if you just like to play trivia, let's face it, some people just love trivia, you can go to 971talk.com slash events and get signed 
signed up. 200 bucks for the table. Somebody on the Twitter was asking me that earlier. We'd love to get you signed up. Tom Ackerman's going to be there with me um, that night as well. Julie Tristan from KZK. So we'll have a bit of a team effort. Nice. And uh, trivia nights, my favorite. You know what my favorite part of trivia nights are? What? So, when people come up to you and talk? Yeah. When people come up to me and they challenge you on the question. This is the one thing I've never <laughs> quite understood. I've done a fair number of trivia nights over the years. But you ask a question, right? Everyone puts their answers down. And then there's somebody out there that wants to be the smartest person in the room. And they think that you phrased the question wrong or that the answer is wrong. And they don't go up to the judges or the people that put the, uh, you know, the questions together. They go up to the MC like you and say, hey, you idiot, that's not the right answer. And then I have to say, I, I, I I'll tell you anything. what, here's a strategy. Just send them to Ackerman. Hey, I like that. Uh-huh. That's a good idea. Tommy, mm-hmm. take care of him. I yeah, think, he's nice. He's sure. nicer. What is that trying to tell me? Nothing. So I think nothing. you're a subtle message. Send him to yep. Julie okay. Tristan. There you go. Stand by. Playback ready. Now, the audio cut of the day. And it's sponsored by my friends at the Good Feet Store. It's all about comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief. And I'm going to do a couple here. I just like this one. This is, you know how members of Congress or the U.S. Senate are walking in the hallways, the hallowed hallways of, you know, the Capitol underneath. Have you ever been out there? You go underneath the buildings. There's tunnels. Uh I've never had better cell service than I have about, you know, 200 feet below the ground. I don't even think it's that. I don't think it's that deep but what i'm saying is that the technology is so advanced you could be walking through those tunnels and you can and still get you can still communicate wow. marco rubio is walking through going to his office he's being asked some questions by some pro hamas demonstrators oh senator rubio will you call for no i will not on the contrary are you filming it well, yes. i want you guys to get this i want them to destroy every element of hamas they can get their hands on these people are vicious animals who did horrifying crimes and I hope you guys post that. And that's what about the civilians that I blame are being Hamas. killed every day? Hamas should stop hiding behind civilians, putting civilians in the way. Hamas knew that this was going to lead to this. So Hamas has stopped building their military installations underneath hospitals. So you don't care that 15,000 have died? You don't care about the babies that are I being care. killed every day? I think it's horrifying. Day. I think it's yeah. terrible, and I think Hamas is 100% to blame. That's what I think. There you go. That, that's how you handle that. Yep. I mean, there again, remember I said earlier this afternoon, the 15,000 number, they love the 15,000 number, but Marco Rubio not backing down. And then this is the second part of my audio cut of the day, just because I think it's so disgusting. And the the trans community, for whatever reason, they love stuff like this and they love to put it on TikTok. So just think about, think about the kindness, the human kindness aspect, because we're being asked, the trans community is asking for our respect, right? They want us to use their pronouns. It's disrespectful if you don't say right. he, him, they, their, z, their, all that stuff, right? So we want to abide by that. But this is a trans person who is a biological male and looks like a biological male, but dresses like a woman, claims to be a woman, goes into a pizza shop, right? And there's a guy that barely speaks English, and that person accidentally misgenders the trans person, and this happens. You guys look like a girl. I don't know You don't? Do I look like a boy or a girl? So he says at first, do I look he like a girl? And the guy says, I do not understand. And then he says, do I look like a boy or a girl? I me. I think you're a boy. Yeah, you're a boy. You know why you look like a boy? Because you are a boy. Because you have a penis. Okay, so he was right on that. No, I'm a girl. Okay. No, you're not. Okay. What do you think you look like? Sorry. No. Just ugly. Okay. Okay, you can... So basically then... I don't even know how to, you know, encapsulate this. So then basically goes on to say, ah, don't buy pizza from this guy because he missed. And they're just setting people up, Sue, don't you of think? Actually, I have my pizza. Evil. Do you like those? Yeah. He's so mean I'm not eating his pizza, so you should have it. 
yeah. You enjoy your pizza. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm just telling you, you have to be more respectful. Oh my God. You have to be more respectful. That is ultimate irony, isn't it? There's your audio cut of the day. It's sponsored by the Good Feet Store. Sue, we will talk tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.